Welcome to the Day Before Leadership Podcast. I pray it encourages you to move from surviving to thriving in your leadership. If you enjoy it, make sure you subscribe and share it. Here's today's interview. Pastor Ben, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Awesome. So good, bro. How are you? I'm blessed, man. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us. You have an incredible testimony and God's doing incredible things in your life. And so thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. I'm so honored, bro. Thank you for the opportunity and just that you're doing there and with your team and your church. And uh, I'm just, I'm excited to uh, to meet you and just hear, uh, hear what's going on there. It's awesome, bro. Praise God. Praise God. Well, as I've been, there's so many leaders and future leaders who are watching or listening to this podcast. And I just want to encourage them to, to take another step in their walk with God. And you've always preached, um, but you become a pastor. And I wonder if you would talk to us about what, what changes needed to take place in your life from being a guest speaker to being a pastor of a church and having that weight on your shoulders. Uh, Talk to us about the changes that needed to take place in your life to go from one level to the next. Yeah, it's a great question uh, because it's that they really are, uh, while, while pastoring obviously involves <clears throat> in a big way preaching as well, um, it, 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 uh, it definitely, pastoring is definitely another level in that it, it, you, you have so many different other elements on your plate when it comes to the church. You know, you have the, the preaching component of it. Like when I would, you know, I was a youth pastor for 10 years and, and back home in Australia. And, and then I did a lot of, I was doing a lot more traveling and preaching back then. And it's almost like as a sort of preacher, you know, you could sort of, I had the luxury of being able to sort of float in and just preach and get everyone excited and encounter God and then jump on a plane and fly out and leave the pastor with whatever mess he needed to clean up. But uh, once you once you start pastoring, um, you actually you, you essentially step into this um, new level of of responsibility where you're not just taking on the 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 church sort of um, in a sense as a church, but you're also taking on the organisation. You have the church as like an organism. Then you have the organization, which comes with it, all of the management, all of the finances, all of the staff, all of the systems, the processes, and all of those components that actually help structure the church to be able to do what God has called it to do. And all of those things, I think, are so, so important. I know that they're so important, but I think as pastors, typically we're not, we're not super strong with that stuff. We just want to, you know, preach and love people, which is amazing. But it's almost like you still have to sort of carry, you know, all of those other elements. So I always say, you know, you've got to staff your weaknesses. So where you're, you know, areas where you're not so, so strong, um, you know, staff and, and, you know, as you're growing those areas, but put people in place that are really strong in those areas. So, um, but one of the things that I do love about it, like I think, the role of a pastor as, as I sort of initially sort of did, we sort of, we sort of bash it in the sense that we say, you know, pastors, you got to do with people and it's a grind and it's harder and it's difficult and there's all the challenges. One of the things that I just love about it that, that is different to sort of just preaching is, is you really do get to build people. You, you get to, you, you get to like, even when it comes to studying like and, and for sermons and, and to preach, 
I, I like to, it's, it's like you, you get to build it. You get to build week, week to week, you know, line upon line, precept upon precept. So it's, it's an opportunity that you get within it. So it's like when I, if I come to preach this Sunday, I'm not just thinking about this Sunday. I'm thinking about what it's almost like every Sunday for me is a setup for the next because it's, that's what's so great about God's word. It's like, you can, I'm going to, I'm going to set something up here and I'm going to hit this, but this is not, it's not just about what God wants to do this Sunday. It's about what God's setting up for the following Sunday, because that's how people grow. It's we, we, we grow line upon line. And, and when you're pastoring, you, you get to do that. You, you know, as opposed to sort of just coming in and, and preaching and leaving, when you pastor, you get, and what is so amazing that I just, one of the greatest things, bro, is when you get to hear the, the personal testimonies of where people in your church have, have activated the, 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 their own walk with God to a level where they start to get it and they start to grow. And then you, so as you're preaching, you're, you're looking out and you're seeing faces. You see, man, I know that Joker's story. I know where he was a year ago. I know what happened in that family two months ago. I know they're holding. I know they're hanging in there. I know the miracle those people got two years ago. I know the challenges that that guy went through, but he's still here and he's still standing. I know that. And all of those things as, as a pastor, when you get up, it, it stirs your spirit because you're like, man, look at what God is doing. Look at where, look at in how many ways we're sticking it to the devil every single Sunday, every life, every family. And that's one of the things I just love so much about pastoring. I just think it's so cool to see what God is doing in people's lives every single week. And Pastor Ben, that's incredible. You have such a pastor's heart, a shepherd's heart. Not only are you in ministry, but your wife is alongside of you in ministry. And so many uh, families and married couples, they ministry together, but they butt heads and it doesn't turn out good. How have you guys been able to face difficulty and overcome those challenges and, and do a ministry together? Because I know it's not always easy, but you guys seem to be doing a great job at it. So what tips and what practical steps do y'all take to stay grounded in the midst of doing ministry, raising two boys? and and living life together. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I think we, we're like anyone we're, uh, we're learning as we go, you know, we're, we're still definitely not, not, uh, not there by any stretch, but you know, me and my wife are only seven years uh, married now. Um, so we're still in the early stages, but you know, a couple of sort of things that I think have helped us, um, you know, have been one establishing sort of, um, in a standard where there's certain things that we're just not going to, or certain times where we're going to leave church stuff as church stuff. And we're not going to, we're not going to talk about it now. Like if you're going on a date night or you're at home with the kids or whatever, not letting, you know, certain things sort of come into conversation. We don't need to worry. Let's worry about that tomorrow. Let's deal with that in the office. Let's talk about that later. Right now, let's, let's, you know, let's focus on us. Let's focus on family. And I think it's good to just, it's okay, I think, to just, you know, draw those lines and just set. Of course, ministries, it's, it's not what you do, it's who you are. And, 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 I, and I understand that. But I think as well, it's, it's, it's okay to just say, you know what, we're not going to talk about church. We're going we're gonna to hang. Uh, we're going to enjoy each other. Um, 
you know, I mean, challenges uh, for us, like, to be honest, we, you know, there's 12 years between me and my wife. Um, and so, you know, I, I, uh, I was 31 when I met my wife, my wife was 19, um, which sounds pretty, uh, pretty, hor- pretty, pretty horrible, but, but, uh, but we, uh, you know, at that, at, you know, so I had done, I had done 10 years of ministry at that point um, uh, by myself. And so um, when, when I got married, it was, you know, and I just sort of jump in and just go, you know, like it's all in. And so um, I had to learn um, that I'm not running alone anymore. And so uh, it's involving, you know, and leaning upon your wife and, and her discernment and her wisdom and her strength at times <clears throat> when, for me, naturally, my natural propensity had been to just, you know, just run it alone, me and God. Um, so it was like this, this, this conscious decision I had to make to say, no, 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 just because you've done it like this for the last 10 years or so, it's, it's, it's recognizing what you now have um, in, in your wife and what she carries and tapping into that and giving her the space to be like, hey, babe, what do you, what do you feel about this? What do you think about this? What a, um, and, and that's just been a cool, you know, thing for us to, you know, journey through, but initially at the start, like, to be, you know, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was, I'm pretty sort of hard headed sometimes. And, and, uh, you know, it, it was, it took a bit for me to shift in that and give her that space to, you know, speak into it. And, and as she does, you know, you know, what she carries is something that's so unique, um, and, and, and so powerful for what we're doing and, and, you know, what God's called us to do in the ministry and the church. That's so good, Pastor Ben. You spoke of being a youth pastor for many years, Planet Shakers, and you've seen God open up yeah. some massive doors in your life. I wonder if you speak a word to people who are watching or listening right now who are in the hallway, no doors are opening. They feel like they're getting a bunch of closed doors, but they feel God has a call on their life, but man, they feel discouraged as they listen to this. I wonder what what word would you um, speak to them at this time as they're in the hallway? Ultimately, the, the, so many challenging times in our life, whether, whether they're, they're times where we uh, feel like we're up against it, where we feel like we're under attack, whether we feel like we're missing out, whether we feel like, you know, the season's surpassing us by, we should be doing more. Ultimately, so many challenges come down to, I think, one question. Do I really trust God? And, and I think when we can really, and it's, it's a very cliched thing, uh, but it's incredibly powerful because what we actually are establishing when we can answer that question is we're establishing a very solid foundation for your walk with God in your life. And it's simply the foundation that I don't just trust God based on what he does. I trust God based on who he is. Because if I trust God based on what he does, then I'm only going to lean on him when he's doing really what I want him to be doing. But when I trust God based on who he is, when he does something or doesn't do something that I want him to do or I don't want him to do, it doesn't matter because I recognize, like the word says, his ways are not my ways, his thoughts are not my thoughts. So it's not my job to trust his ways or his thoughts. It's my job to trust the character of who he is. So 
when I think we can establish that in our, in our life, um, it, 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 it prepares us for those times. We think, you know what, I, I wish something was something more was happening right now, or I wish, you know, I wasn't, you know, 35 and still single, or I wish I did have that job in ministry, or I wish I was further along in my career, or I wish I could have more children, but I can't, whatever the challenge might be. Ultimately, we can establish a foundation of faith and then and and then release the, the peace of God over where we're at, as difficult it might as it might look in the natural, based upon the fact that you know what? This is not where I would choose to be right now, but the word says that he orders my steps. So if he's ordered my steps and this is where I am, I'm gonna trust him and I'm making a decision. I'm gonna get every single thing I can out of this season right now. Because a, a great way to delay your tomorrow is to devalue your today. And what people do is they get so focused and preoccupied with what they want for their tomorrow that they miss what God is trying to do in their today. And God won't open, the, the, open up the next door for your tomorrow until he's done in you what he wants you to get out of your today. And so... We have to, what I, I like to say, squeeze the season. Get every single thing you can out of the season that you're in um, because you will realize as you walk through life, you'll look back and you'll realize, man, that, that, that season that I so hated, now I see how much that season prepared me for what I'm in right now. Come on, man. That's so good. Squeeze the season. If you're watching this or listening to this, be encouraged. God's not going to do something through you until he's done something to you. And that's what he's doing yeah. to you in the hallway. And so, Pastor Ben, thank you so much. We want to honor your time. Last, nah, you, last, I'm going to play the so it doesn't die, bro. Yeah, you good. Last question, Pastor Ben. You are, spent so much time in Australia. You're in America now. With so much fear and so much going on in America today, you have such a unique perspective and you have such wisdom. Um, I wonder if you could speak a word to those who are watching and listening right now who are giving into fear, um, giving into difficult circumstances, whatever they're facing, uh, a word of hope for America today. Um, I think, you know, there, there's so many, uh, there's so much in it, obviously, because it has been such a, a difficult testing time for so many people. And I think rightly so there's the reality is there's, there's, there's lots of things to be scared of, you know, and I think a lot of Christians get, we get up, we get super spiritual and we're like, we've got nothing to be afraid of because God's on the front and I get it. But, but there is there. And that's the truth. And I think we do, we do Christians at times and people are disservice when we over spiritualize something and we ignore the reality of difficult situations that people are in. There's a lot to be scared of. Um, but there's, we have as Christians, we have more to be, hopeful in than we do to be fearful of and it's all about your focus so if i sit and i watch if i watch the news all day every day you know what i'm gonna just feel like what's the point in living like literally if if i if i allow the news to be my guide if i allow social media to be my guide if i allow all of these different things i'm gonna be petrified and i'm gonna do nothing for god and, and we have to be reminded at the end of the day, like the Great Commission didn't change, right? Like I get, and I'm not, and I'm not minimalizing 
the challenges. I'm not minimalizing COVID or, or the, the unrest or the injustice, or all of these things. But I am saying God doesn't need to pivot his plan based upon problems on earth. Okay. God is not in heaven being like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? COVID hit. Geez, we need the church. Maybe we should do this or, or, you know, this person got elected or this person didn't get elected or this is going on. God, the Great Commission never changed. So for the church, it's, it's one, I think, to be honest, I think what, I, I, what shocked me during when we our first, you know, the first time when, when, when COVID first hit and there was all of the, there was all of the unrest, there was all of the, the disunity and, 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 and the brokenness and everything. What, what so shocked me was how, I mean, to be real honest, how shaky and weak the church was that we turned on each other so quickly. We started to question what was going on. We started to get so fearful, so anxious. And I thought, guys, and I, and I suddenly realized we need to build better as, as the people of God. We need to build stronger. We've got to build a, a, a strength within our walk with God, um, founded upon the, 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 and rooted upon the word of God and the revelation that God is good no matter what. God covers me. He orders my steps. His hands upon my life. He has a plan. His word is strong. He doesn't change. He's always the same. And remind myself of these things and say, whether it's COVID, whether it's unrest, whether it's injustice, whether it's whatever it is, divide in the nation, it doesn't matter. I've got to stay on track and know that my God is good and he's going to work this out. And I've got to be obedient to him and live according to his word. And it establishes in us this strength that we, that where we are rock solid and we can stay committed to the Great Commission um, and, and do what God's called us to do. It's the greatest time to shine light is when you're in darkness. What's the point? What's the point in having a torch if the lights are on? Well, having a flashlight if the lights are on. So everybody freaks out when the lights go out and it gets dark because we forget, guys, we are the light. So it's time to shine. It's not time to freak out. It's not time to get rattled. It's time to shine. Yes, but it's dark. I know it's dark. That's the, that's, that's the nature of the world, right? It's, but it's really dark. I get it. It's dark because of COVID. It's dark because of the unrest. It's dark. I get it. But we will do nothing for God if we just focus all our attention upon the darkness because what it will do is it will cause us to diminish the light that we have. Where it's, it's our time to shine. I think it's the greatest time for the church that history has ever known. And it's right now. We've just got to stay on track and we've got to hear the voice of God and, and, see, and ask ourselves, what is God, what are you saying? Because what it's done is everything, the verse says, everything that's shaken will be shaken. And so this season shook everything, I think, and got rid of all of the stuff that we were doing in church that God never cared about anyway right? All the religious crap that we thought was so important that we thought God cared about and no one else cares about and brought us down to the grassroots of do I trust God? Do I love him? And do I love people? And, and when we can stay on that track and preach that with, with power and authority, I, I, I think it's the best time right now. I think it's, it, it, it gets us to this place of, of, of leaning in. You can't, like as a preacher as well, it's like, and a pastor, 
you, it, it's pushing, this season is pushing us as, as pastors and preachers to, if you're not preaching the word of God right now, you're in trouble. Because our, our little, you know, our little funny stories and cool communication and, you know, Mr. Cool Guy up there trying to do our thing, that's not going to fly anymore because people are so petrified and so broken and so hurting. The only thing that's going to set them free is not a cool sermon, but a powerful move of God. And that's what's so great about this season is it's pushing us as the church back to the word of God where we get, we've got to say, I've got to get out and I've got to preach this thing. I've got to get back in it. Me and myself, I've got to get back in this thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm just telling I, to be vulnerable, bro. I, I got, I got distracted. I got, I, we can't as communicators get so off track and start thinking about as being about, as about being a good communicator and, and all of those things are good and important, or it's about having a great story and, you know, and all of those things I get that, you know, where they fit. But ultimately, man, if it's not, if I'm not bringing like a word from God that that's that's been dug up out of time spent in God's word and it's got revelation and power on it, it's not going to no, do nothing. And in this season, it's just not going to fly, and it's not going to help people. So that's what I think. You know, I don't know if that answers your questions. I'm probably rambling, but you know, I just want to encourage people. God's on the throne. Less, less. There's plenty to be scared about, but we just got to make sure that my fear overrides my faith we're always my, my faith overrides my fear we're always going to have fear of something right it's always there and fear is what it is but ultimately it's it's not about what i'm full of it's almost it's more about what i'm obedient to because i've found for my life more often than not people we say that phrase you know i've got to be full of faith full of faith i never feel full of faith bro i feel half the time i'm full of fear and i've got about this much faith but that's okay because the word says I only need faith as big as a mustard seed. So it doesn't matter about whether I feel full of faith or not. It's about what I'm going to be obedient to. And I choose to be obedient to faith and not fear. Come on, man. That's so good. You know, in my spirit, I just have the word from Isaiah. It says, arise and shine for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And for those who are watching on YouTube or those who are listening via podcast, yeah. that's a word for you. It's time to rise up and shine. For the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Come Back on. Can you pray for us that we would, as a church, yeah. rise up and begin to shine like Christ created us to? Yeah. Lord God, we just thank you for this time. I thank you for your hand that's upon us. Lord God, I thank you for the promises of God over our life. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. I thank you for this time where we've been able to share. I thank you for what you're doing in this church, what you're doing in this region. I declare, Lord God, the hand of God upon it. I pray, Lord, that the name of Jesus would be lifted higher than any other name. Any other name, I cover this man. I thank you for his faithfulness to you i cover his wife and his and his babies his family i declare the hand of god upon them i put the blood of jesus around them i declare that no weapon formed against them will prosper i declare it over that church lord god that the greatest days are ahead of them god that you order their steps lord that you said to joshua everywhere you set your foot i'm going to give it to him god i pray for favor like they've never known before i lift up every person that's watched this little conversation that they would be stirred inspired and reminded that god is with them that you are guiding that you are directing lord and that you are working all things for the good i thank you for it. i cover them lord god i pray a blessing that you would guard them and guide them in your mighty mighty name amen 
Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ben. Drop straight. Drop you, Come on, man.